Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for November 24th, 2019. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon this morning is entitled, Quiet Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, it seems to me, is a quintessentially United States of America holiday. Doesn't it just have that down-home American feel to it? The way we were taught it, it is the best of our history and heritage, which makes it one of our most romanticized holidays. Now, I don't mean it has anything to do with romantic love, but it is romantic in the sense that it relies heavily on nostalgia and sentimentality, patriotism and pride, more than on historical accuracy. That image of the pilgrims, our faithful, faith-filled forebears, dressed in their Sunday go-to-meeting best, washed and starched for the occasion, those broad-brimmed hats with those shiny brass buckles on them, bleached white collars, stockings, and shined-up patent leather shoes, our pilgrim forebears gently gathering with their new Native American friends. Oh, what a wonderful kumbaya moment it was for all of them, all dolled up in face paint and feathers, wearing deerskin moccasins. The image is hopelessly romantic, It relies on the best of our hopes, if very little by way of fact. Now, there's nothing wrong with that image, nothing wrong with teaching the idealism of a romanticized history in elementary school. As long as we don't get to adulthood thinking such a Norman Rockwell moment actually existed just like that. There is a truth captured in those scenes of harmony and universality, in that longing for community, that expression of deep gratitude. Perhaps this holiday is a helpful time to be reminded that just as secular history functions this way, so does biblical history. Our Christianity is the story as we have received it. It is a mix of history and theology, memory and mythology, fact and fiction. And I hope you will not be offended that I use the word fiction, for fiction has always been the strongest, best way to communicate truth. As the American novelist Tom Robbins once noted, just because something didn't happen doesn't mean it isn't true. In Thanksgiving, And in the Bible, there is something mythic going on, something more important than the fact, something truer than history. The truth conveyed in story is about aspiration and longing, the deepest of our spiritual quest. So we can talk about what Thanksgiving actually was, though that's mostly an academic proposition, the speculation of historians, Much more important is what that romantic image means. What Thanksgiving stands for, the values, aspirations, and ideals to which it points. Thanksgiving, the idyllic, idealistic scene 
friends and enemies coming together around the feast, celebrating a table of harmony. That's what Thanksgiving means. But what has Thanksgiving become? When I say the words to you, Thanksgiving holiday, or Thanksgiving meal, or Thanksgiving weekend, what comes to mind? I've already heard this this morning from someone. Oh, I'm kind of dreading Thanksgiving. What comes to mind with those words? What comes over you? Is it peace or panic? Harmony or headache? Rest or rush? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to the usual peaceful, stress-free, restful, quiet Thanksgiving. Right? You know, it begins with the casual drive over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house we go. No Charlotte rush, no traffic, no noise. And then arriving at the quiet house, maybe some easy listening music playing in the background. A few folks gathered around the table for a simple meal. Unstructured time to rest and to relax afterwards. No rushing around to the next house for the next meal, to meet the next family, to please the in-laws, to please your mother. None of that. No angst from the impossible calendaring of all the generations of family and in-law traditions as you try to choreograph the upcoming Christmas calendar. Oh, none of that. And no tensions to avoid this year. No wondering if somebody is going to utter the word impeachment <laughs> or witch hunt or Trump over your serving of cranberry and dressing. None of that. You know, relaxing, romantic, quiet Thanksgiving. I'm so looking forward to it. I think you detect a little sarcasm. And I think you laugh because I think you understand. Because while families do come together around the table to share a feast, and while there is something wonderful in all of that, the holiday has also become a symbol, a, to, it has come to symbolize a gross distortion of the simple gratitude which was celebrated so long ago. The Thanksgiving meal, in a sad way, can be a one-plate symbol of American disproportion, not just pilgrim gratitude. We gorge ourselves to the point of misery at the lunch table and then turn around and have to do it all again three hours later for dinner. All the while, thousands of school children in Charlotte are malnourished on the weekends if they don't get their small snack bags provided by the local church. And the day marks the official beginning of the stress-induced secular season of our commercialized Christmas. I don't know who started calling it Black Friday, but it seems to me that that's a perfect word and a perfect foreshadowing of Good Friday. The commodification of the Christ child is just another kind of crucifixion. The first Thanksgiving was, at its historical best, a day to remember the simple gift of survival. Thank God we made it one year. That's what they were there for. One year. We just survived. 
Like those prayers sometimes I hear when I visit less affluent churches, in simple gratitude, poor folks often begin their prayers something like this. Thank you, Lord, that you just woke me up this morning to see the light of a new day. We have moved from gratitude for simple survival to the spectacle of shopping and spending that leaves many Americans paying credit card extortion for months to come. Much of our economy is dependent on the conspicuous consumption which has become our very way of life. And as bad as the gluttony and the greed is the metaphor that the Thanksgiving table has become for the dysfunction of so many of our families. The North Carolina singer-songwriter named David Wilcox says it perfectly in his song called Covert War. Dear mom and dad, here's why I can't come home. I can talk to either one of you just fine when it's either one alone, but the Thanksgiving table is going to be pulled out bigger, and if we talk at all, one of you will pull the trigger. I used to run those battle lines trying to smooth over what got said, trying to get a medal, trying to get some shrapnel in my head. Thought it was my duty to plead and to implore, but I got caught in too much crossfire in your covert war. And he talks about that Thanksgiving table and two more depressing verses, and then he ends, I took it all in childhood, but I can't take it no more because I caught too much crossfire in your covert war. As glorious as it is, the Thanksgiving table has become a kind of metaphor for the diseased dialogue which divides so many families. Many of us go to the table just praying we can get to the TV so the NFL can divert our attention before any real conversation starts. Oh my, couldn't we all use a little quiet Thanksgiving? Now, I hope you will not go home today disappointed or dispirited by a Thanksgiving sermon that just tried to tell the truth, daring to acknowledge the excess that our holiday has become. I love holiday traditions. I am thankful. But we can only truly celebrate if we can be real about who we are and what we've made of it. We can only hope to change if we can learn to be honest. Perhaps more than any people who have ever lived, we have so much for which to be grateful. We have a glorious history that we can celebrate and forebears who have bequeathed us to a, with a standard of living unimagined by most people in human history. Our system and our heritage challenges us with ideals and goals and aspirations for which to be deeply grateful. The purpose of my words to this point is only to encourage a healthy celebration. We need to acknowledge as well as celebrate. Mature gratitude begins in sober awareness. Like that poignant blessing I once heard when a friend stood before us gathered for a huge feast. He said, Lord, make us grateful for all the abundance we have known and give us a sense of justice for those who go hungry. Wow. 
What a downer, standing there with Thanksgiving plates piled high. And what a beautifully appropriate Thanksgiving grace. Gratitude with acknowledgement. It is amidst all the noise, all the tensions, all the excess, all the caricature that the dinner table has become that the best prayers may be offered. It is in acknowledging our many failings that we can offer the most simplistic, sincere gratitude. Quiet thanksgiving. Now, I'd never quite noticed, I know this text well as you do, I never quite noticed as I did this week as I reread the well-worn words of Psalm 46 that the call to be still and know God comes amid the uproar, of war, uh, the uproar of warfare and chaos. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. Does that sound like any nation you know? God speaks. The earth melts. God breaks the bow, shatters the spear. God burns the shields with fire. These are hard words. The language is as stark as our own anger that divides us this day. And it is in these moments of bellicose noise that the clarion call comes, be still. Be still and know that I am God. As you travel this week to celebrate, perhaps this ancient text of Israel will be an appropriate call for you as well. As you fight the holiday traffic, Maybe you need to turn off the radio, shut down the iPhone. Maybe as you sit bumper to bumper or stand in an anxious airport line, you will find a unique moment for quiet Thanksgiving. Maybe as you gather to gorge, circled around the table filled with more food than some families will see in the next month, you will hear the call for a moment of quiet Thanksgiving. Maybe if all the chaos of the current national moment rears its ugly head at your Thanksgiving table, you'll be able to offer the right word of quiet Thanksgiving. In these moments, you need not offer loud prayers of eloquent piety, just quiet Thanksgiving for family. For homemade soup. for surprise encounters with old friends, for spring green and falling leaves, for growing gracefully and aging with dignity, for thank you notes and simple acts of kindness, for the community of faith for honor and integrity, for decency and civility, for holidays and the presence of God that can make even the very noisiest of our traditions holy days indeed. Our prayer as we travel this long season of holiday noise, our prayer for us and for the nation is that somewhere along the way we may all find the blessing of quiet thanksgiving. May it be so. Amen.
We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.